Amanda. And I'm Kristen. And, and we are the Extra Sisters. Sisters. So sit back, relax, and let's get creepy. Welcome to another Haunted Happy Hour. And in this Haunted Happy Hour, we are going to discuss superstitions. Now, superstitions don't always have to be bad. Sometimes they can be things that bring you good luck, bad luck. Of course, we're spooky. So, you know, like the bad <laughs> luck kind of things. But it was surprising. I kind of looked at a lot of different foreign superstitions and a lot of them were how to bring good luck so you know take that as you will and a lot of them are were very similar across cultures on the bad luck side of things so <laughs> you know talking about some of the longer bad luck things just keep in mind that does span a lot of different cultures and so when we're talking about that we'll kind of bring that up as well I also was trying to think of some of the like very specific superstitions to me growing up so we may talk about some of those things that were present like within our households if that was something but we didn't have a ton I don't know about you <laughs> no I mean I didn't I'm like the anti-superstitious my whole house is full of black cats my favorite number is 13 like I'm that girl so no I'm against all that I guess the only thing you know superstitions like I was kind of saying they can be like good or bad is like you know my mom was like eat your black eyed peas on new year's day and like shit like that mm, yeah and I a lot of that. yeah and a lot of that like I was looking at all these different countries and they were talking about like superstitions a lot of them were like how to bring good luck at all these different times and stuff like that of some of them of course were misfortune but you know and that kind of thing but some of them were similar things like that so that was really the only thing like you know walking under ladders and that kind of shit right or like the ones that I was seeing like you know crossing your fingers or knock on wood you know things like that you know some of the earth throw salt over your shoulder like simple things like that I guess I definitely saw it in my life like with my grandparents and stuff but it wasn't like a oh god don't do that type thing it was just happened occasionally yeah I mean we still do the knock on wood thing at work like you know we right don't, we don't want something to happen we're like knock on wood you know all right exactly which I actually found out in I don't know if this is one you're going to talk about because we try not to talk about these but that actually started in medieval UK apparently so that's how long. It is not one I'm going to talk about. Well, it wasn't one I was going to talk about either, but it just happened to, <laughs> I fell across it when I was doing my research that happened. It just, that's how old it is and how far some of these go back is medieval times. So just kind of interesting yeah. just how far these things go back and just how long we've had them with us in our culture. Yeah, definitely. A lot of, I mean, I only did three big ones, but I was reading on a bunch of them and a lot of the ones I was reading obviously, you know, that all comes back to the Bible almost every single time. It's something to do with Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> mm -hmm. Right. But I'm going to start off with the number one that is near and dear to my heart. And that, of course, is black cats. So I've mentioned on this before, I love cats. I have actually five black cats in my life currently right now. So obviously, I'm not afraid of this superstition at all. But the superstitions surrounding black cats vary from culture to culture, but black cats have positive associations in the Celtic nations and Japanese folklore. Black cats were sacred in Celtic mythology. Scottish lore holds that a black cat's arrival at a new home signifies prosperity, while Welsh lore states that a black cat brings good health. However, both the Gauls and Celtic Britons had traditions of feral and sometimes malevolent black cats. In Scottish mythology, a fairy known as the Cat Sith takes the form of a black cat, while in Welsh mythology, the monstrous Cath Palug grew from a black kitten. In England, as with other Germanic cultures, some areas would associate black cats with witches and bad luck. 
The mix of positive and negative associations in Great Britain may have given rise to the latter belief that black cats were omens of both good and bad luck. One tradition states that if a black cat walks towards someone, it is said to bring good fortune. But if it walks away, it takes the good luck with it. This tradition was reversed at sea, where 18th century pirates came to believe that a black cat would bring luck if it walks towards someone, and good luck if it walks away from somebody. It was also believed that if a black cat walks into a ship and then walks off it, the ship is doomed to sink on its next trip. Furthermore, it is believed that a lady who owns a black cat will have many suitors, which, you know, that's me. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> right, right, right. Just fawning over you all the time. Right. As I'm with, you know, my middle school sweetheart. Yeah, sure. That works that way. Hey, man, you don't know. And you should see the emails. <laughs> I just don't tell you. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. In most Western cultures, black cats have typically been looked upon as a symbol of evil omens, specifically being suspected of being the familiars of witches or actually shape-shifting witches themselves. Most of Europe considers the black cat a symbol of bad luck, particularly if one walks across the path in front of a person, which is believed to be an omen of misfortune and death. In Germany, some believe that black cats crossing a person's path from right to left is a bad omen, but from left to right, the cat is granting favorable times. The black cat in folklore has been able to change into human shape to act as a spy or courier for witches and demons. When the pilgrims arrived at Plymouth Rock, they brought with them a devout faith in the Bible. They also brought a deepening suspicion of anything deemed of Satan and were a deeply suspicious group. They viewed the black cat as a companion or a familiar to witches. Anyone caught with a black cat would be severely punished or even killed. They viewed the black cat as part demon and part sorcery. These superstitions led people to kill black cats. There is no evidence from England of regular large-scale massacres of satanic cats or of burning them in midsummer bonfires, as sometimes occurs elsewhere in Europe. In contrast, the supernatural powers subscribed to black cats were sometimes used positively. For example, sailors considering a ship's cat would want a black one because it would bring good luck. Sometimes fishermen's wives would keep black cats at home, too, in the hope that they would be able to use their influence to protect their husbands at sea. In the folklore of Chiloé of southern Chile, black cats are an important element that is needed when hunting for the treasure of the car carbunclo. Black cats have been found to have lower odds of adoption in American shelters compared to other colors, except brown, although black animals in general take more time to find homes. Some shelters also suspend or limit adoptions of black cats around Halloween for fear that they will be tortured or used as living decorations for the holiday and then abandoned, which is also why my cats are not allowed to go outside at all in October. Despite this, no one has ever documented in the history of humane work any relationship between adopting black cats and cats being injured or killed. When such killings are reported, forensic evidence has pointed to natural predators such as coyotes, eagles, or raptors as the likely cause. Limiting or suspending adoptions around Halloween also places more cats of color at risk of dying in shelters due to overcrowding. August 17th is Black Cat Appreciation Day. Wayne H. Morris created the day in honor of his late sister June, who had a black cat, Sinbad. The day was chosen in a memorial of June's passing. In the early days of television in the United States, many stations located on VHF Channel 13 used a black cat as a mascot in order to make sport of being located on an unlucky channel number. And this one, I couldn't find enough research to support this, but I did want to put it out there because it was interesting to me. 
Today, the Italian Association for the Defense of Animals and the Environment estimates a minimum of 60,000 cats were killed last year alone. They report the cats are killed in an effort to ward off bad luck. The black cats are also reportedly used in satanic rites, as well as cosmetics laboratories that prefer black fur for testing. I had never heard that part, and I'm interested if anybody knows if that is true, if black fur is sought after. I mean, black is a very universal color for all of fashion, so, you know, it makes sense, I guess, if you were to think of it like that, unfortunately. I mean, I can't have a cat, at least a furred cat that is not hypoallergenic, but if I could, that's what I would get, you know, (laughs) fur aside, like I'm not, not to relate the two issues there, but it's just really sad, but you're, you know, talking about like the shelters and everything and, and the unluckiness and them being related to demons. I don't know. That just makes them cooler in my opinion, but (laughs) that's what I thought you were going to say. I was going to say goth Amanda definitely needs a black cat. (laughs) When you think back to like medieval and like, you know, older times, especially when witchcraft was being thought of a lot and then you had the black cat, like they would kill people for sneezing wrong. So they're not going to think twice about killing a black cat, you know, which is right. It's harder to shake that than it is for to not, you know, hang people or kill them, you know? (laughs) So that's why it's, I think it's so hard to get away from that. And I think most people are coming around now because it's, they're much more accepted, but there is still like a, a novelty to them you know. Yeah. I was reading actually a bunch of studies that were saying back in like 2007, it was so much harder to adopt black cats. And now they've done such promotion on black cats that it's actually, they're not staying in the shelters as long, which really makes me very excited. And it's all black, it's all black animals, honestly, especially like, you know, from scary horror movies, like the omen, like Rottweilers and stuff like that. They're really hard to adopt out as well. Yeah. Well, and you have, your black cats and I have my bully breeds and we both want those you know kind of lesser desired type of animals and it's not just because but one of the reasons because we don't want them to get killed in the shelters so yeah exactly like if if nobody else wants them I want them bring them here please Yeah. And I think that's being part of not that, you know, either one of us were just like bullied relentlessly in school, but also just being part of like a subculture type, like horror or like, um, you know, I was like one of the emo kids and you, you just get kind of, you're just not part of the the general population, you know? So you won't. Yeah, definitely. I was never like the popular kid or anything like that. And honestly, I grew up with a single parent and I was an only child who, and she, we had cats, so they were almost my siblings. So I've always had that connection. Exactly. Yeah. So one of the ones, the first, I kind of looked outwards to like European countries and uh, South American countries and just just basically foreign countries, <laughs> you know, to stick with the theme of the year. 
Well, there you go. And I don't know anything about that. So let's learn. And their superstitions. Again, a lot of them align because we all come from very similar places. You know, we all come from different parts of the world. And especially because most of our listeners are from the United States. So we're just a big melting pot of cultures. So a lot of these came mm-hmm. from these places. But one of the ones that I found first actually came from Portugal. So I kind of looked at Portugal a little bit more. And I thought this was very interesting. So one of the the superstitions in Portugal, it doesn't have like a ton. So Kristen has the longer ones. These are a little bit shorter because they're just kind of one of those things where you know, you knock on wood and yeah, it's just, right. not, these are just the things you do. Yeah. There's just not, there's not like a whole, like, you know, folklore about that, or the, at least that I really looked up because I wanted to throw in a lot of smaller, interesting things. But so Portugal, they have a couple things I thought was interesting. So it is bad luck to walk backwards in Portugal because that will show the devil the way that you are walking and attract the devil to you. So the devil will start following you if you walk backwards. Ew. I hate that. Let's never fucking do that in Portugal. Exactly. And <laughs> what if some of like tourists comes? Do you think people freak out? So yes, actually, I was looking specifically into this one in general because I wanted more backstory to this walking backwards in Portugal, but I didn't really get a ton of information. Basically, it is just considered very unlucky to walk backwards in Portugal because doing so lets the devil know where you are and where you're going. And that's really all I got. But I did get a little bit of a view from someone that was traveling in Portugal that basically someone made, he was like walking backwards to take photos and a local made him retrace his step walking forwards and take a different route. So interesting. Yeah. So he was just kind of talking about his experience with that particular superstition, but I didn't unfortunately get like a major backstory to that. The left foot is particularly unlucky and that it it's always better to leave a room or enter a house with the right foot. I don't know why I'm right, right-handed and right feet. I mean, it was always even left-handed children in history have always been considered weird or wrong and they would even try to make them right with their right hand. Yeah. So I'm sure it goes back to that to some extent. That's so interesting. But to think like, okay, I have to step on this foot to leave the house. I don't know. I think that would break my brain sometimes to always remember that. Yeah. And I'm sure like, maybe it's not brought up in like every household, but I'm a lot of them, I'm sure it's just like second nature. You just kind of start walking yeah. with your right foot, you know? That's true, I guess. Now, this one from Portugal, I've actually heard even growing up. Have you ever heard that if your ears are burning, someone's talking about you? Yes. So if your left ear warms up, it means someone is saying something nasty about you. They have that as well. Interesting. They also have, if you choke, it means someone wants something that you're eating or that you have near you. So let's say you're eating out. Jesus. Yeah, you're eating out in public. And let's say there's a hungry child down the street. They're like, fuck you. <laughs> like, <laughs> like some I don't shit. know. I feel like there should be more people choking in the world than for that to work out. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Now, on the flip side in Portugal, this seems like it would be counterintuitive, but if you spill wine on the table, it brings happiness to a whole house. That's good luck. I would not be happy. I'd be the one who has to clean that shit up. <laughs> yeah. But what took me to Portugal initially was the walking backwards bringing the devil to you. I thought that was like, that would be such a good yeah. horror movie premise, would it not? 
Ooh, yeah, definitely would. Yeah. We should have horror movies about superstitions. That'd be fucking cool. Yeah, and there are some because some of them also feel very urban legendy. You know. Yeah, that's basically how I felt about all the stuff I was reading. Agreed. Yeah. And some of them are so specific. Like, I wasn't really going to go into this one, but in Iceland, moving to a new house on a rainy day brings luck while white cat, while if a white calf is born in winter, heralds bad weather. Like, that's a sentence. Jesus. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's very specific. They have things about sneezes, like sneezing, sneezing three times before breakfast on a Sunday, you'll get a reward that week. It's like, interesting but i was also noticing that that it was also a good i mean it's a good way to keep people down like honestly because there was one that i was reading that was also very specific and it was pennsylvania dutch people that came over it was bad luck if a woman rang your doorbell on new year's eve but if a man did it, it was good luck. It's like, you know what? Fuck you. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm going around and ringing all y'all's doorbells. Exactly. Exactly. Unless it's like uh, they had some sort of like local like witch or something that was like killing all the men. That's kind of cool. That'd make a good movie. <laughs> I freaking hope there was. Hey, you mean like the witch? The New Year's. If she was like going to door doorbells? Yeah. Right, right. Be great. Yeah. That's like, oh, that's like the witch too. That's what they're doing afterwards. We're ringing people's doorbells. Lives del- she lives she lives deliciously by ringing doorbells and stealing all her shit. <laughs> exactly. That's what they deserve. Yeah. So there's one in South Korea and this one is called fan death. And in South Korea, fan death is a genuine countrywide fear. Apparently, according to this website, it might not be, but you know, if you're from South Korea, let me know. With the country's official safety board even warning that people should always keep the door to a room open when a fan is running or risk death. <laughs> oh. What? While there is no scientific proof behind this phenomenon, you will not see many South Koreans keeping a fan running in a closed off room. And that's all the explanation that you get. So people in South Korea will not run a fan if a door is closed because they think they will die. Like a desk fan or like a ceiling fan or just all fans? Let me clarify that real quick. So they are the, you know, the one, they're electric fans. So fan death is a belief that running an electric fan in a closed room with unopened or no windows will cause death. And it's like those fans that you would like sing into when you were a kid and it would distort your voice. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Wow. With like wire cages. I don't yeah. know where this came from, but fears about electric fans date almost to their introduction to Korea with stories dating to the 1920s and 1930s, warning of risks of nausea, asphyxiation, and facial paralysis from the new technology. One conspiracy theory is that the South Korean government created or perpetuated the myth as propaganda to curb the energy consumption of South Korean households during the 70s energy crisis. But interesting report it's much older than that probably as far back as the introduction of electric fans from like 1927 because they can find an article about strange harm from electric fans so proper causes could be asbestos heat stress hypothermia alleged that you know they cause asphyxiation by oxygen displacement and carbon dioxide intoxication um yeah, it's covered in the media. The government has issued warnings about it. That's crazy. So it's just a superstition. That one was interesting. Yeah, yeah, fan death. Hmm. Yeah. Well, 
we do horror. So the number one we've got to talk about is the number 13. So the number 13 is considered an unlucky number in some countries. The end of the Mayan calendar's 13 Baktun was superstitiously feared as a harbinger of the apocalyptic 2012 phenomenon. Fear of the number 13 has a specifically recognized phobia, and it is triskaidophobia. I probably massacred that, a word coined in 1911. The superstitious sufferers of this try to avoid bad luck by keeping away from anything numbered or labeled 13. As a result, companies and manufacturers use another way of numbering or labeling to avoid the number, with hotels and tall buildings being conspicuous examples. They often hotels get rid of the 13th floor. It is also considered unlucky to have 13 guests at a table. Friday the 13th has been considered an unlucky day. There are a number of theories as to why the number 13 became associated with bad luck, but none of them have been accepted as likely. So here are some of the theories. The Last Supper. At Jesus Christ's Last Supper, there were 13 people around the table, counting Jesus and the 12 apostles. Some believe this is unlucky because one of those 13, Judas Iscariot, was the betrayer of Jesus Christ. From the 1890s, a number of English language sources sources relate the unlucky 13 to an idea that at the Last Supper, Judas, the disciple who betrayed Jesus, was the 13th to sit down at the table. Knights Templar. On Friday the 13th, October 1307, King Philip IV of France ordered the arrest of the Knights Templar, and most of the knights were tortured and killed. That is a true thing. That event did happen. That's where most people think that Friday the 13th came from. Full moons. A year with 13 full moons instead of 12 posed problems for the monks in charge of the calendars. This was considered a very unfortunate circumstance, especially by the monks who had charge of the calendar of 13 months for that year, and it upset the regular arrangement of church festivals. For this reason, 13 came to be considered an unlucky number. However, a typical century has about 37 years that have 13 full moons, compared to 63 years with 12 full moons, and typically every third or fourth year has 13 full moons. A repressed lunar cult. In ancient cultures, <laughs> in ancient cultures, the number 13, yeah, this one pissed me off. In ancient cultures, the number 13 represented femininity because it corresponded to the number of lunar menstrual cycles in a year yeah so basically you have 13 because a menstrual cycle is usually about 28 days in a 364 day calendar year you usually end up with about 13 menstrual menstrual cycles a year the theory is that as the solar calendar triumphed over the lunar the number 13 became an anathema in spanish-speaking countries instead of friday Instead of Friday, Tuesday the 13th is considered a day of bad luck. The Greeks also consider Tuesday, and especially the 13th, an unlucky day. Tuesday is considered dominated by the influence of Ares, the god of war. Basically, no one cared about pairing Friday the 13th until the 20th century. The 19th century was full of references to the number 13 being unlucky, but it took the 20th century to bring us the magic of Friday the 13th. That's largely thanks to Thomas Lawson's 1907 book, Friday the 13th. Lawson, a notorious stock market promoter, who was essentially a turn-of-the-century wolf of Wall Street, wrote the book about a fictional stockbroker who chooses that day to deliberately crash the stock market. It's only a year later that we see the first mention of Friday the 13th in the media. A notice in the New York Times from March 14, 1908, notes that one brave senator had defied the odds and introduced 
13 public building bills into the Senate on the unlucky day. Friday the 13th holds no terrors for Senator Owen, the Times declared. From here, the myth around the day continued to build, as myths will do, and by the time we reached 1980 and the beginning of the Friday the 13th movie franchise, the superstition was firmly in place. Not only was the franchise's villain Jason Voorhees born on Friday the 13th, but the cyclical events that characterize the first film, occurring decades apart, also occur on Friday the 13th. According to Friday the 13th Wiki, only five of the series' 12 films occur on Friday the 13th. And how weird is that, that Friday the 13th film series has just under 13 films? Were he able to see the results of his original tale, Lawson might be devilishly pleased. According to some estimates, modern fear from Friday the 13th contributes to a routine loss of between $700 and $900 million in revenue that would otherwise be gained on that day, all because most people don't want to push their luck. You can fly cheaper on Friday the 13th because no one wants to be in the air on the unluckiest day of the year, and stock prices tend to fall on Friday the 13th because, well, chalk it up to the Lawson curse. Bro, you catch me catching a flight on fucking Friday the 13th. Don't give a fuck. <laughs> Honestly, like. That's the best time to fly. I'm saying. <laughs> God. Like. Less people, cheaper seats. I'm there. I think that that's probably like the biggest, like. Like, I'm not saying like Black Cats is like, you know, less known. I just think that most people feel the strongest. Oh, yeah. Friday the 13th. About. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, and a full moon on Friday the 13th. Could you even imagine? Oh, people would be freaking out. I mean, it didn't happen like recently, like last year. I feel like it did, yeah. and it was like crazy. It was miserable at work. <laughs> I bet. I bet. People are nuts, and that's a fact, and it's because they think themselves into being like that. Exactly. I mean, we lose out on $700 million because people panic about a date. Jesus Christ. We get one, two of them a year. Calm down, people. No. Panic. <laughs> also, the Jesus thing is super interesting. Uh-huh. I thought that was interesting, too. And the Knights Templar thing, the fact that that's a real, that was a real thing that happened, I can understand how that would have taken on the Friday the 13th, but it didn't. It was just some random stockbroker guy writing a book. So weird. Mm. Mm -mm. <clears throat> I love numerology. One of my favorite, mm, spoiler alert. I know a lot of people don't really <laughs> like it. I don't think, I guess we'll find out one day, maybe if we ever do it. Number 23 has always been like a super interesting movie to me because numerology is super interesting, even like don't fucks with math at all. Uh, that is one of Connor's favorites, and it's actually on his Patreon movie list. I'm just saying. May have to do it someday. Yeah, come on over to Patreon and check on them. <laughs> yeah, no, I think numerology is super interesting, and that movie may not be perfect, but it does like get into numerology a little bit, and it's it's... I don't know. I just think it's really, really cool. And 13 is me. It is really interesting. It's really interesting, but I, I don't know. I feel like you could find symbology in any number. Oh, yeah. Number 23 just took it and ran, and people freaked out afterwards. I remember because it came out when I was in high school, and all of my guy friends went and saw it, and they were just addicted to it. Like, they were counting everything. And I, yeah. I remember them sitting there at lunch, and they're like, oh, my God, that's 23. And I'm like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? Things only have as much meaning as people give the things, you know? 
Yeah. And that goes with everything. I'm not saying things shouldn't have meaning, but like when you want to find something that badly, you're going to find it. So. Right. Exactly. Yeah. This one you will enjoy or think is awful. I don't know. This one is from, oh, yeah, this one is from Japan. Japanese people do not display their thumbs when walking past graveyards or hearses. So the superstition is your parents will die young if you do not hide your thumbs is the popular saying in Japan, where the word for thumb literally means parent finger. So interesting. when they walk past anything having to do with death, like where dead people reside, like a hearse or a graveyard, they hide their thumbs because it is also said, this is what you're going to hate, that the spirits of the dead can enter the body underneath your thumbnails oh no <laughs> well that's it i'll never unclench my fists ever again and you're holding your thumbs in your fists aren't you <laughs> oh 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 yeah oh definitely i knew it and that's really all there's not <laughs> anything else really to it than that it's just interesting that they because they don't want their parents to to die and that's one of, it's kind of like don't step on a crack or you'll break your mother's back yeah except your parents are gonna fucking die if you don't hide your thumbs <laughs> That whole, like, aside from the superstition, that whole ghosts being able to enter, like, like between blanket sheets, as I've talked about with the grudge, or, like, underneath the finger, that's so interesting culturally mm-hmm. that they think that ghosts can do that. I mean, I'm not even saying that they can't. I don't know. But that's scary if they can. Where did that come from? Right. Ugh, I would, I would love it. to know. Also... There are so many good things for horror movies about fingernails, apparently. Get on that. (laughs) Get on that. So in Turkey and Hungary, there is one about chewing gum. It's real icky. Okay. Like like swallowing it Mm -hmm. and it's never going to go away in seven years? No, but also that. (laughs) In Turkey. In Turkey. I combined two countries. (laughs) In Turkey and Hungary, it is considered bad luck to chew gum at night during a special occasion, such as a big date, because according to superstition, chewing gum meant that it could actually turn to chewing on human flesh. Ew, what? I don't know why. <laughs> Where did that go? Like, Jesus Christ, that escalated quickly. I know. And, and so it says, because of the superstition, it's generally recommended that you shouldn't chew gum while on an important date and that you should stick with mouthwash instead. The superstition was brought up by the uh, by an author in his book, Black Cats, Four Leaves Cl- and Four Leaf Clovers. So th- it's like written about, but like, where does this come from? I don't have an answer for you, to be perfectly honest. It's just fucking weird. No, everything's fucking weird. I'm not specifically calling out like hungry and turkey yeah. for this. It's just, I don't know because everything I looked at, it was like, yeah, you just chew, don't chew gum at night because it'll fucking turn into flesh. Like, oh. That's so fucking, I mean, I like that seems like don't do, don't chew gum on a, a nice date either way. Like that seems tacky. But yeah, chewing flesh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where that leap. Wow. Well, and maybe it was that it's it's just rude, you know, like maybe that's just culturally yeah. rude and it's kind of like, don't do it and this is how we're going to scare people into not doing it and it just passes right. down to the children, you know what I mean? <laughs> Jesus. Because it's also like, you know how we have Friday the 13th? 
yeah. I think it's in Spain that I read that Tuesday. Exactly. They, yeah. Mm-hmm. So they have, like you said, the Tuesday and, yeah. and also in Turkey, they have the 13th day of a month. It's just any, the 13th day is an ill, Ill omen. Yeah. It's just a bad just day. A bad day. We just don't like. <laughs> and then they just think that chewing gum will turn to flesh. If your gum is not chewed at night, it's said that whoever chews gum at night will eat the flesh of a dead body. That's, that's just all I can find. Ew. It's like gremlins. It's like, don't feed them chewing gum after midnight. midnight. <laughs> whereas I'm not going to really go into this, but like that's disgusting, but it's very mild. Whereas in Lithuania, if a bird shits on you, it's good luck. So I, you know, there are just all these things where just something as harmless as chewing gum can be disgusting and awful, <laughs> but somewhere else a bird can shits on you and it's great. So it's just, uh, it's just. I mean, I'd heard the the bird thing before. I didn't realize that was Lithuania. That's interesting. I mean, it could be other things huh. too, but yeah. yeah, that's just specifically where I saw that. I mean, it better fucking be good luck. Birds can't help it, and I can't move out of the way fast enough. So <laughs> yeah, but on the flip side, if I got shit on by a bird, I'd be like, oh, it's gonna be a bad day. <laughs> that's fucking true. Like, you are not gonna have a good day after that. I don't see how. Mm-hmm. No, this is going to be a terrible, terrible day. <laughs> I do have a 13 good luck thing. It's okay. very specific. In, okay. In Croatia, encountering the number 13 brings good luck while cutting your nails on Sunday brings bad luck. So there's just, you know, they have some weird good luck, bad luck things. Because if you cut your nails on Sunday, that's bad. But if you encounter the number 13, that's good. So... They like the number 13 in Croatia. But yeah, that's right. That's right. But no self care on Sundays. Great. But no self. No, 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 no. You also in Croatia should not brush your hair in bed or someone will become sick. So they just don't like self care. I do everything in bed. So (laughs) I could not. (laughs) I do everything. (laughs) You cannot go to Croatia. I I literally like. mm -mm. All right. I don't know. I, I, I get your number 13 thing, but this might be up there as a competition for one of the most well-known ones. Broken mirror equals seven years bad luck. Yeah, that's 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 true. Yeah. It was the ancient Romans who first suggested the idea of a broken mirror bringing seven years bad luck. This stems from another piece of Roman lore stating that every seven years, life would renew itself and any broken parts of your life, such as health issues, would be fixed. So if a mirror smashed and your image was the final thing it reflected, then you'd have to endure seven long years of misfortune before the curse ended and good luck was renewed. There were measures that could be taken to prevent this bad luck, though. You could take the shattered pieces and bury them by the light of the moon, for example, or take a fragment to a graveyard and touch it against a tombstone. In this day and age, however, we'd suggest that none of these options is advisable. Fragments of highly polished obsidian found in Turkey have been dated back to 6000 BC and are believed to be some of the first examples of man-made mirrors. Back then, if a person glimpsed their reflection, they believed that they were actually seeing their soul staring back at them. To cause any damage to the reflection, then, would be to damage the soul. If you know anything about vampire legends, you'll probably already know about their aversion to garlic and their nocturnal habits. Along with those myths, though, people also believe that vampires had no reflection, linking to some cultures' beliefs that the idea of the mirror reflecting the shadow soul, the true nature of a person. Because vampires were thought to be so evil, it was said that they had no soul, and therefore nothing to reflect in a mirror. 
Some religions and cultures took the suggestion that the mirror was linked with the soul quite seriously and still do today. In Judaism, if someone dies, all of the mirrors in their house are covered throughout the mourning period to prevent the spirit of the body getting trapped inside and not reaching the afterlife. Some cultures even go as far as to bury their dead with mirrors to stop the spirits rising from the grave. It's not all doom and gloom, though. Some old wives' tales tell of mirrors actually bringing good luck. In ancient China, mirrors were powerful talismans used to ward off evil spirits, and other cultures believed that they could bring love and prosperity. If a couple first saw each other reflected through a mirror, for example, then they were destined for a long and happy relationship. Now, if you have broken a mirror, here are some things that can help you supposedly avoid that bad luck. Throw salt over your shoulder. This is also a remedy for other forms of bad luck producing accidents such as spilling that exact salt. You should throw it over your shoulder. Immediately spin around three times in a counterclockwise direction. This act is often said to bring about bad luck in itself. Doing so after breaking a mirror confuses the spirits and reverses the bad luck. Grind the mirror's shards into a fine powder. This prevents any more reflections from being viewed in the damaged mirror. Gather the broken mirror pieces and submerge them in the waters of a south-running stream. This will wash away the bad luck after only seven hours rather than seven years. Use flames to burn or blacken the mirror fragments, then bury them a year later. Burying the fragments will lift the hex after only one year. Take a piece of the broken mirror and touch it to a tombstone. This will immediately lift the curse of the bad luck. I have never broken a mirror, but if I thought my soul or anybody's soul or any uh, the it was staring back at me. I would. Yeah, that's terrifying. I would fucking break that yeah, mirror. <laughs> right? <laughs> and just punch it. Just fucking... <laughs> yeah. And I know that I know that you didn't really like this movie, but it always makes me think of Oculus. Oculus, yeah. yeah. I want to give it another shot eventually. I just felt that it was overhyped and it wasn't that fucking good. I thought the acting was honestly pretty lame. I've only seen it once and it was a while ago, so I mean same. So I might like it a second time. I don't know. I didn't dislike it the first time I watched it, but it, it's been a while. But everybody was like, it's the scariest movie of the year. And I'm like, you're fucking full of it. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also, the vampire thing is is interesting that that comes into it, too. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. I thought that was a really interesting connection, especially going all the way back to the Romans that, they, you know, people thought your soul was in the mirror. That makes so much more sense, all the vampire stuff. Yeah. So this one is from Italy and Spain, it says. And this one is about sweeping and forever alone. So, you know. And forever alone. If a broom touches your feet when someone is sweeping the floor in Spain or in Italy, you will be consigned to a lifetime alone and will never meet your true love. Jesus, you keep that broom away from me. Say, what if <laughs> you just had a really like fucking mean ass ex or something and they just fucking like came at you with a fucking broom? Do you know what I mean? Like, I've, that's a threat. That is a threat. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> and maybe like if you are, if you've been single for a long time, I'm not talking to anyone in particular, just like out there. What if it was because you fucking swept? You didn't know. You're just like, yeah, and it just like went over your foot. I've done that. Like, yeah. am I doomed? Yeah, right. Are we getting divorced because I swept the floor? Like, <laughs> oh Jeez. Tell Brett, put that on your divorce paperwork. I swept the floor. <laughs> Goes over to Italy to find. Uh, there's a whole <laughs> Eat, Pray, Love movie of me trying to find <laughs> the source exactly. of the superstition of why my marriage failed because I swept the floor. <laughs> Anyways. 
This one's a little darker. This one's from Germany. Doesn't surprise me, but. Of course, of course. They're kind of badasses over there. In Germany, <laughs> if you toast someone with water, you are wishing them dead. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I They're like, alcohol or nothing. Exactly, yeah. This superstition comes from ancient Greece when the dead down in the underworld were said to drink from the river Lethe, I think is how you say that. The, the Greeks mm -hmm. would always toast the dead with a glass of water. So in modern day Germany, toasting with water is more or less the same as wishing your friend a one-way ticket to the underworld. So they just do it with beer, essentially. So... <laughs> that is also a threat wow. because if you were to take like a glass of water and be like cheers they'd be like <gasps> right I'd be like <gasps> what you just say to me you bitch <laughs> like the fuck <laughs> you just said to me <laughs> yeah. I mean like I said there were there are some like good luck ones this one actually reminds me kind of of Mulan even though it's from Spain like hearing a cricket brings good luck mm. like you know shit like that but like that's super common finding a shamrock in ireland right. and then they say like well in ireland if you kill a robin well don't fucking kill a robin is bad luck yeah jesus no fucking yeah. way <laughs> like ireland is full of superstitions finding a four-leaf clover that's that's good luck killing a robin is bad luck no kidding don't fucking do that <laughs> yeah, jesus. yeah so i mean you know don't eating weird shit smelling shit you know all these countries have their own like the thing i said in the beginning with like new year's eve and eating black eyed peas where the fuck did that come from yeah i was reading there was a weird one like sweden you can't put keys on a table like if you're eating i do that sometimes just because i don't carry a purse so i'd just be sitting there and people would be like oh that bitch <laughs> you have brought like defamation upon this family <laughs> all right also Seven years of bad luck. That's another one of those numbers. Threes and sevens and thirteens. Mm -hmm. And like you said, 23. Just weird. Like all those odd number intervals. So fucking whack. Right. They're so specific. Yeah. I don't know. I like threes personally. I like the number 13, man. That's my favorite. So I'm not going to be opposed to that. And I'm going to keep getting my black cats because they need homes too. I would get a little black kitty if I could. I could have to get one of them naked kitties. If, But see, the thing is with the naked ones, the little sphinx, they are so expensive. Oh, yeah. I just want a little shelter kitty, but <laughs> can't go in there and be like, I need a hypoallergenic. <laughs> They're like, <laughs> They're going to be like, yeah. This is a shelter. You get what you get. Like. <laughs> Exactly. it was on the street like a day ago pick it pick one <laughs> so. well we hope you enjoyed the three whole days of us this week oh my god you're so spoiled yeah, yeah. you're welcome <laughs> so anyways my uh dog is having surgery today so mm. oh, send the vibes poor Leia. Oh, she tore her acl poor little thing so send us vibes and thank you so much for hanging out with us for this little shorter happy hour if you grew up with any weird superstitions send them our way we're just super curious like yeah definitely. I mean, we may throw them in another episode but more than anything i'm just super curious so email is the exorcisters at gmail.com and we will check those out facebook and instagram is the exorcisters podcast and of course twitter is at the exorcisters and if you would like to hang out with us on patreon for the number 23 one of these days we also have some cool stuff over there just you know, generally all the time. So we have a $1 tier and a $5 tier. So 
it doesn't break the bank. You can just join over there for a dollar. It is the Extra Sisters podcast. So just like everything else. Until next time, stay creepy. 